This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host, and I'm on with my co-host as usual, Dalton Del Don. And uh, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's kind of been a rough first three weeks of the NFL season for me, but uh, nevertheless, some good games. Uh, at least everyone who gave me a hard time for going to the Niners-Rams Thursday night game came away looking silly because that was a fantastic game, if not the best. It was the highest scoring primetime game ever Thursday night. Really entertaining. We covered our Super Contest spread by a half a point, although I admittedly had them in a couple of money line bets, uh, and that call was terrible, right? Yeah, what was that? I can't remember. What happened Thursday night at the end? Uh, they picked up an amazing – well, first of all, it should have been tied, but not for a missed extra point. So then, then they didn't get the two-point conversion, and then they got the onside kick. And then on third and ten, they passed to their uh, rookie receiver who got it 11 yards, and they called offensive pass interference in one of the most ticky-tack ones right. ever. And it was, I mean, then that made it third and 20. And then it's, and I mean, that's obviously the game deciding play. I mean, first and goal, I'm sorry, not first and goal, but first and 10 in field goal range versus third and 20. I mean, that's the difference right there. But you know, in all honesty, I might be happy down the, down the road as a Niners fan getting, you know, a, a higher draft pick because they need a quarterback, obviously. But that was a really, really surprisingly entertaining game. I, I thought it was going to be like a 17-13 the under and it was the super high scoring. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Thursday night also is a total garbage night for a game. So you have Thursday night, two shitty teams, and they went crazy. It was cool. And you know what was good is I was in in that Wavos League. Trevor and I have a team, and uh, we were going against Andy Barron's, and we had Todd Gurley, Carlos Hyde, and Jared Goff. So we had like 88 points. (laughs) And, you know, we didn't expect to get that much because it was, you know, supposedly going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, no, that was sick. Yeah, no, that, that was fun, and um, so whatever. But uh, again, we, we, at least we covered ours to keep our streak of two and threes, all three in a row. Impressive. Now, let me ask you this. Winning it would be great, because it's like a million something. But if we but went the, six, 17 weeks in a row of two and threes? Yes, that's more unlikely. That, like, that's impossible. Like, the odds of going two and more unlikely. Oh, my God. It's like I, I could do the math. I could probably work it out what the chances of going two and three in a given week are and then take that to the 17th power. Man. That would be an astronomical number. We're three for three. I think we might be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, we're on our way. You know what drives me crazy when people are like, how tough would it be to go 0-16? It's like, well, it'd be equally as tough to go 16-0. I mean, what are you talking about? Do you know that Pianowski, I think he went like 14-2 and or 13-3 and this week, but he was 10-0 and 
through the early games and the London game and all that. And right. he had the Lions to go 11-0. and So he was 11-0 and for a minute. And then they reversed that call. And you know what happened, right? It was third down. And they was called the touchdown by Golden Tate. And then they reviewed it. And they realized he was down like what? inches short. And I then, didn't realize he did that well this week. I didn't realize he was doing that well. Well, dude, he would have been 11-0. and Now, I was like, oh, you're, wow. you, you hope that you don't go 5-0 and in the late games because that'll be like the thing you never – the thing that could have been, you know? So – you know what happened in that game, though? He was called down inches short, and then they're like, okay, well, let's go on fourth down. They're like, no, there's a 10-second runoff because the clock would have run. Like, if they called it right and they just called him down, they would have had to scramble to get that playoff with eight seconds. Okay, well, easily eight seconds from all everyone. I heard someone be like, oh, normally it takes 13 seconds yeah. to get everyone together. I'm like, well, not from the not from one yard away, right. fella. Right, right, of course, of course. I mean, the fact that it just didn't even get a chance, this is, like, so fucked up. It's it's really bad. I know. And normally I'm always like, in general, I'm always like, let the player, let the play play out and then right. do it later. So, ah, yeah, that's that that is very frustrating. Like if they let it play out and don't call it a touchdown, they can't review it if the Lions snap the ball. No one can. That's what I'm it. saying. Normally, I would say, but I mean, yeah, that's tough. That was so close too. So that uh, it's just a poor. It's, it's just a really bad rule, or just really bad luck, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was really bad luck. Anyway, it cost me a cover. It made me seven and nine instead of eight and eight. But yeah, so the Lions won that game, and then uh, sorry, lost that game. Uh, the Falcons won that game, and then they what week one they they had to defend a first and goal from the five four straight plays too. So they're yeah, and Jordan Howard yeah. caught the game. I mean, dropped the game winning touchdown. Yeah. Are they one of only two teams that are undefeated? Yeah, the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, a couple more things to run by you before we get to the games. Uh, you're uh, not Trevor Ray, but your XM producer, not to throw him under the bus, but texted me right. at 5.45 a.m. this morning saying, am I good for my usual segment on Thursday at 9.45? So we're talking 30 hours ahead of time, am I good for my normal segment, in which I'm always in? Right. Um, what do you yeah. have to say for yourself? Um, I have to say that I probably can't disclose everything that's gone down uh, on that front, but I will definitely tell our new guy basically to text you uh, that you're Pacific time and to uh, wait a few hours before texting. Wait a minute, new guy. Is Trevor gone? Yes. Oh. I, don't know if, I don't know if I have to edit this. I probably won't yeah, because it's not, like, it's not like a, it's like, you know, all you guys are going to wonder. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. They moved him to another show. And now we okay, have a new I think, guy. I think you can leave this in, and you can just tell me the details behind the scenes. Yeah, but, yeah. we're doing another show. We have a new guy, and uh, the new guy's nice. I mean, Brian is very nice, but uh, okay. we, we really like Trevor also. Okay. All right, so another very frustrating thing for me is I I wanted to keep the hammer in the Stopa Law Firm League, even though I'm, I'm, I'm basically in dead last and I'm, my team's in trouble. Well, I mean, I still have some, some stars, but the, the, the scrubs have been beyond scrubs. And the uh, quarterbacks, uh, Cam Newton hasn't turned But blah, blah, blah. I, I really wanted Andre Ellington because I need running backs, right? But I'm like, I wanted to keep my 101 fab in case there's a major, major guy out there and I, could, I just go, go all in, right? right? So I stayed up till 12... AM, because it's first come, first serve if people don't bid on the players, right? So I'm, I really wanted Andre Ellington. And he was bid by someone. I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. Then I go to sleep, and then I wake up, and I see that you bid $0. Got him for 0 Why did you bid 0 
Because I didn't obvious because because as as a usual lesson, I'm an idiot. Uh, if I had bid zero, I would have gotten them because I'm below you in the standings. So I would have gotten the tiebreakers. So, so even funny. if I bid just a dollar, I would have got him. So I, I don't know. Him, can, I mean, I'm not. You know, he's he's available. I, he's the guy to own in Arizona. I mean, he's the he's catching passes, and I just don't think they can run it. So he's kind of like a receiver for them. I know. I'm so I, I so don't like offering trades. I'm so bad. What would what would you what would you do if I offered you Brandon Cooks for Des Graham and Ellington? Ooh, I mean Graham is the one I you're like certainly Des and Ellington could be had. Throwing in Jimmy Graham, that's kind of a lot in a two tight end league. He's been awful. He was dropped in a, in like numerous of my other leagues. Well that first of all that's dumb if they dropped him, but second of all, that's those are one tight end leagues. That's a whole different thing. Secondly, he had like eighty yards last week. I know. All right. So, you, so you're, uh, you're saying, saying no. Dez, Graham, and Ellington. I mean, I don't care about Ellington that much. It would be really Dez and Graham for Cooks. Yeah, he's, you, know, he's a number, you know, after his quote-unquote disappointing start, he's the number five fantasy oh, wide receiver scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cooks is the man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would give you Dez plus for him. I'd give you Dez and Ellington. And, I, you know, I might, like, throw in something, but I, I wouldn't give you. Okay. Jimmy. Well, that's it's, my offer. If, so it, were, if it were a one tight end league. I would probably do that or I'd consider it, but like a two, Jimmy Graham in a two tight end league is like, I think you're underestimating just how valuable that is. No, I'm not underestimating it. I, that's I last year I, I had you pick him up and we did the same deal involving him. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he's been pretty bad. Maybe he's hurt. What if I, I mean, I could throw you back Jesse James or Austin Safarian Jenkins. Oh, you could throw him in the outlaw? Yeah. Uh, no, no, thanks. Um, no, I, I have Jimmy Graham as like a top five tight end. I mean, I know he was a little nicked up. And he was horrible that first game, but he had like 80 yards last week. He's back. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I, th- I feel like it's a fair offer, but I understand why you. Not a played. little low ball. A little low ball. I mean, unless you. Okay. Think well, what if like, I? What if I did that with Mike Evans or Beckham? No. I, oh, I love Beckham though. I mean, I, it's that's just like unfair because I'm a Giants fans. And I don't I'm think I would do that. And the problem with Evans with me is I'm in must-win situations, and he's already had his buy. So like that's like right. That's he's got more value. Like, yeah, he's got more yeah. value. I mean, I kind of hate Evans. Like, I would almost rather have. Cooks yeah, I know all about volume. You say, but whatever, the volume remains. He, he's, he might he's remain. A, I don't. I don't know if Jameis Winston's good. Maybe he is. I, I, I'm not sure. I feel like he's good, but way too many interceptions. So, like, that doesn't really matter. Actually, I might even help him fantasy wise. But yeah, real life, real life, he might not be that good. Yeah, he might be. I mean, it, he may end up being like Jay Cutler. You know, that career maybe. Right. Right. That, that's actually a pretty good comp. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, you think about those or you think about a counter. I just picked up uh, Brandon Oliver. So I have all four of my bench spots or or backup running backs just waiting for someone to get hurt. And, and Gordon might be done. So I'm I'm kidding. Done. But uh, it's another high upside guy. So so I'm not, I'm not quite desperate yet, but I'm on You're the You're desperate. You just don't realize it. But yeah, I would, you know. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about it. You don't, you don't want an O.J. Howard. I'm sure you want some O.J. Howard. Oh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. Those rookie tight ends, they typically go off, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, I have uh, another question for you. So am I the only one, like, do you get these, I see you got these questions, um, a couple things about, as far as, like, tw- Twitter goes. People, uh, I, I ran the, the, the Yahoo Fantasy account for a while, and, and, and I get some pretty awful questions that are just so obvious. And a lot of people are like, why can't I be in that league? Do you, do you feel like you would actually want to be in poor leagues or do you want to be in competitive leagues like this Stopa one? I mean, I, I'm like, why would you want to be in a dumb league that people don't care or a 10-team league with terrible decision-making? Uh, I wouldn't. I would not. You know, one time I did this Fox Sports League like five years ago, and some of the guys know what they're doing, actually. 
but it was it was going to be for money and then a couple of like the not the fantasy guys but like the mainstream guys over there like bitched out and they were like oh i couldn't ethically do a fantasy league for money you know they i don't know why they're so weird but they just didn't want to do it so then we did the draft and then they did it for and i was just doing it because we were we had a deal with them and so that we did it for no money and so we're like 12 teams and my team was terrible i drafted a really bad team but it was a really shallow league and i just kept making moves all year just i was in my routine every wednesday i'd like do my moves Right. And I won the league. And I think there were like three teams maybe even trying. I won the league. I was picking up, you know, all these good players every week. And nobody even sent me so much as an email acknowledging the win. They weren't even like, congrats, man. Nobody, it just like was never happened. It was just, I was, it was like playing against a computer or something. So, no, you don't right. want to be in a league like that. It's stupid. Yeah, or like a public league and you don't even know the people. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. I, I figured you'd feel the same, but it's just like, it, it just seems like a silly response to me when they're like, why can't I be in that league? It's like, well, you don't want to be in that league because there's no, uh, you know, there's no reward. Don't take it so literally. It's just maybe it's just a figure of speech, you know, it's yeah, just something you to say. Right. You're probably right. You're probably right. So um, this is actually an important question. The most important of, of the, uh, the pod. Survivor this week. I have already used New England, Seattle, and Green Bay. So that, that's not ideal. Like, talk about not wanting to save teams. Right. <laughs> What about week four having that happen to you? I mean, I, oh, I would use Atlanta I, in that case. I know, I know. And I read, I read your column. So right. I had settled in tentatively on Arizona. And I see that even on your betting the book, you, I, I read it after I sent you my picks. You even picked the Niners to win outright. And, and I don't feel strongly about Zona. So, but I picked the Bills to cover. Man, Tyrod Taylor, they're sneaky good. But Atlanta at home, we just talked about them nearly losing. Atlanta's two play, two yards away from being one and two right now right but that was one i mean in chicago that's not a great near loss but like you know in detroit there's no shame in having a close game and it was only that close because staff i mean because ryan threw a pick six and two other tip balls were picked so it's not like you know detroit was equal to them was in their home building and you know they were gifted a lot of stuff so i think atlanta's pretty good you know their their offense is definitely good their d is not bad. And the Bills are okay. You never know. Like, they didn't show up at Carolina, their offense. Sometimes their D plays well. They're sort of a weird team with, like, some strengths and weaknesses, but it's, it's kind of hard to read them. So I understand why they're sort of a dangerous team. And Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy are sort of a weird combo that can go off. But, man, the Cardinals? Like, I trust the Falcons more than the Cardinals. Oh, for sure. No, I, I agree with that. And the, and the, the, the difference in um, rest I mean, Cardinal, Car- Cardinals coming right. up a Monday Short night week game. versus a, a Thursday night uh, team that has oh. 10 days. And but, Shanahan's a good coach. Like, the Niners are going to show up and play this year. They're going to show up. And, you know, the oh, man, the Cardinals, Arians is kind of out to lunch, man. He's almost a little bit like Sean Payton where, you know, I think he's overrated as, as people consider him a good coach. And they're hurting. Palmer's old. Their best player on offense is out. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald had a great game last week, but – you know, he's not like a field stretcher, anyone to make big plays. They're, they're on the ropes, man. I, I don't know. I think, I think the Niners yeah. can just beat them. And, and, and obviously, did uh, uh, I forget your article exactly? But, but you're you're looking at the same equity was like uh, Atlanta, basically twice as many people are picking them though, and that's still okay. Uh, I mean, you could do the math, but when you're like talking about sixteen percent versus eight percent right. or something like right. that, right. right, it's very marginal. The difference, you know, it it would get you like another dollar or two. I mean, by the Vegas numbers. They have them higher, yeah. Okay, all right. By the Vegas numbers would be close. I mean, actually, the Cowboys would be the one by the Vegas numbers, by the way. 
Yeah. Oh, I like the Cowboys, actually. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to still think about that. But you might have talked me out of the Cardinals because hey, I actually hey, don't. I bet it. it. Look, the first week I used the Patriots, who lost. Okay, so I lost right away. Then I had the Seahawks, who barely, barely won. And then Same I had here. the Patriots last week, who barely won and should have lost had Bill O'Brien just not been a nutless monkey and just gone for it on fourth and one. So, you know, you t- take my survivor advice at your own peril. Well, I, I had Patriots who lost, Seahawks who barely won, and then the, the Packers right. who went to so you were in the same, the same boat. Yeah. As, but everybody, I mean, it's amazing last week. Like, the Panthers, Dolphins, and Steelers lost outright. The Eagles won on a 61-yard last-second field goal. The Packers won in, what, overtime? And the, and, and the Patriots and only it touched, won. And it took, and that required a touchdown with, like, 15 seconds left to get to overtime. Right. And, and, and the Patriots only won because Bill O'Brien doesn't go on fourth and one in, in the game. Yeah. Like, right. There was oh, that no, required another late touchdown too. Yeah, there was no none of the favorites were any good. Like you, any team you took, you either lost or deserved to lose. Yeah, yeah, I know it's absurd. All right, so all right, you might talk me into Atlanta. That's your official pick as far if those other three are gone. That's what I. That's my number four pick, and those other three are my top three. So yes. Okay, so do you want to talk about the uh, the NFL? sit stand stuff uh it, it's actually I, I wrote about it so like i, I feel like i covered it you know okay I could right. talk it's about actually it like bother, it's actually come to the point of like just like kind of in a way bothering me like i get upset about it in a point that i that i normally shouldn't and like people that like uncles on facebook friends i'm close to who disagree with me just it's just like i, I should just let this go it's really ultimately not a big deal but it, it's well, it's bothering me well, I, I'll tell you the interesting thing about all this stuff, and the same thing happened with like the Confederate statues and stuff like that. Like, symbols mean different things to different people. Like, it's really kind of a crazy human phenomenon. But like, that Robert E. Lee statue, to a lot of people, it means like, dude, that dude was a Confederate general, and the Confederacy was about slavery. That's bad. Take that shit down. Like, a lot of people feel that way. And in context, it seems like, well, yeah, but. There's some people who are like, that's, that's about Southern heritage, right? That's all it means. They're not seeing the context of what that heritage consisted in, right? They're just like, that's just this. And I think like with Kaepernick, yeah, he's protesting police brutality and, and racial injustice. But like people are seeing it as like, he is shitting on the anthem. And the anthem represents me and the country and the troops and the flag. And, you know, he's in this country making money and profiting. And they, that's how they see it right but like he could say well no no i'm not i'm I'm protesting uh, police violence brutality things that are really bad that are actually happening but like that's just not how other people see what he's doing so like how do you do you see what i'm saying like how do you right how do you you get people to interpret things the way you would the way you see them because like even though you could say well look if you look at the context of things like the statue. Because I think the statue is like a more concrete example in some ways. Like it was a lot of context around who that was. And like if you see it in context, you're going to be like, well, why are we necessarily commemorating that? But like if someone sees it out of context, it, it doesn't mean what it means in context. It just means something very narrowly to them. I mean, what do you do? How do you, how do you, how do you get people to see it in context? Yeah, no, they're arguing different things, and I'm just I'm just going to try to take a step back because it's just it's it's kind of in a way driving me crazy. And, but, and there's uh, people, but you see, I I think what's actually going on is that you know there, there's there's a lot of people sort of profiteering off of all this. You've got the left wing media getting super into it in in the way that you know you and I probably see it, but they're doing it to get attention, followers, 
career boosts of being super outspoken in favor of Kaepernick. And then you have you know like, one thing I thought about list honestly right. what I read about you what I read what you said and I and you might be uh, right in the majority or maybe even totally right but I don't think all it, it is possible that some of these white owners actually do agree right agree with what with Kaepernick stance like you kind of took the the um, skeptical view that they're just trying to appease the the players at the same and then others are trying to appease just you know uh, i don't know do you get what i'm saying they might actually agree with him well, no, some but, of them but i said it's empty platitudes unless they sign him because right right you're like yeah i agree with this uh, you know right to protest and free speech but i'm not signing him right the so guy with the t- the 20 top 25 of all time any ypa and was the number one best rushing quarterback in the nfl according to football outsiders just last year you mean that guy yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like you. It doesn't mean anything unless they do something. It's just a platitude. It's just yeah. an empty platitude unless they're actually signing him, and they're not. And the reason they're not signing him is not because I'm not going to say they don't agree with it. Um, it's not because they don't agree with his right or they even care about any of this stuff. And th- what I actually think is just the NFL has made a lot of effort and spent a lot of money to associate themselves with the military, with America, with you know, a, a certain concept of patriotism, okay? They, have the na- they play the national anthem at sporting events. They don't have to do that. There's nothing really about the national anthem and sporting events that go together, except that it's great marketing. It's great association, right? It's like USA and sports. So now we're the USA. NFL equals USA. And so if Kaepernick is taking a knee during the anthem, it's kind of like one of their employees who's prominent, he's a quarterback, is saying, well, maybe the USA, some of the stuff we do, you know, isn't, okay or it's bad you know and and i would think that's patriotism to me to say oh you know let's let's take my own country to task and make it better or let's critique our country in a way that we can improve it but that's not everybody's view of patriotism some people think it's my country right or wrong don't ever say don't ever kneel during the anthem or don't ever whatever i'm gonna have to get into it but the point is it the image it portrays for the nfl is one that now separates that america image that they've cultivated so hard and profit from because if you're associated with America, that's great. You know, you're, you're making all your money and people are like, yeah, NFL, USA. It just makes them like the NFL. And he's threatening that. It's like, wait, who's this ingrate who's, you know, who's in the NFL, one of their employees who's not on board with this? And so the owners want to, like, snuff that out. And it's not because, I mean, they may or may not be racist. They, they may not be, but it's, it's not about that for them. It's just about this dude is a threat to our future profits, to our branding. And so now, okay, Trump makes the remarks for his own reasons, and then the whole thing blows up, and now it's like everyone's holding hands and protesting. But now it's kind of empty, because now it's safe, right? Nobody's, everyone's figured it out, they've choreographed it, it's this big corporate thing now. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It meant something when this dude was going to lose his livelihood over it, right? He was like doing that. Everybody's now doing it, and this is a big talk radio thing, whatever. And, 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 no, no, the, no. Go ahead, go ahead. And they're never going to sign Kaepernick now because, because it's not about the protest anymore because everybody's protesting and it's become just some other thing. And, and the weird thing is, the weird thing is, you know, that he's come out and said, "I won't even be a distraction anymore, and I won't kneel." That's the that's the right. weirdest but, but, thing no, about this. No, whole. but it's it's not about that. It's not about that anymore because everybody's kneeling. That ship has sailed. Right. They don't want the next guy, whatever the form the protest takes, to even think about it to do anything else, whether it's the anthem or it's something else. They just don't want players 
threatening that association they have between the flag, the anthem, the and the game. They just don't want that broken up because they've made a lot of effort and expense to cultivate that connection. But man, he really did do the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, he really did cost his career. What are, what are the odds you think he's going to get signed? I, I don't think he will. I thought I was sort of thinking when Trump got everybody riled up, oh, maybe he's going to drive them, just, but not really, no. Because in the end, it's not about that. It's about the owners don't want players risking their marketing. That's all it is. No, I don't. Give anything me is. It's just about the money. They give just, give they me a just percentage. I'm going to say 10%. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. I was actually going to maybe go 5 to 10%. No, okay, there's only one exception. I, maybe, it's, maybe it's 20%. And, and I'll tell you this. There may be one Maverick owner, but he would take a lot of heat from his fellow owners behind the scenes, but he would get excoriated by those guys, and they would try to get rid of him and do whatever they could to screw him any way they could because they might be like Branch Rickey. You know, Branch Rickey was the yeah. guy who signed Jackie Robinson, integrated baseball, and I'm sure at the time there were a lot of people who did not want that. Looking back, it's like this big heroic thing. At the time... Mm-hmm. You know, most of the people, otherwise it would already happened, were very against it. And there were probably tons of angry fans and tons of hate mail and all this stuff. But he's looked back at as a hero. There might be some guy who's like, you know what, I'm going to do this. It's not as momentous, though. That's the thing. It's not going to be like, but they might, you know, get praised by a wide swath of the population and media for taking that chance. So I think that's the only chance. I'm very cynical about this. I, I just don't think most of these guys are motivated by doing the right thing, I think they're mostly motivated by... No, I hear you. You know, most of these owners donated a lot of money to, to Trump's campaign, including right. the Shad Khan, the Jags guy right. who was locked right. in arms and all yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's just, you know, whatever. They do what they have to do, all these people, right? Like, if, if the cat's out of the bag because Trump said the stuff and all the athletes are talking, then they've got to go and do the performance. They did what they had to do. They're still not signing Kaepernick. All right. Well, there's actually something I'm another topic that I wanted to bring up that I'm very curious about you as someone who graduated from law school, but it's not exactly timely. We're running late. So let's get to the games. Okay. I'll bring it up next week, though. I'm going to tease it for next week. I'm very curious your opinion. Just do it. We'll just get it. I'll edit the other shit out a little bit, too, because that we is too long. We can. All right. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, I live in Modesto and there have been recent uh, ABC specials on Lacey Peterson and the Condit thing as well. But Lacey Peterson uh, was a six part special on A&E and then ABC did a 2022 hour special and both could not have been more different. One painted him as guilty as sin. The other got me questioning it so much that I think he was innocent. And Mark Garagos was his lawyer. And I listened to his podcast with uh, Adam Carolla every week. And he says it's the biggest regret of his entire life. And um, how do, are, do you find that strange or normal that, that you could watch like specials on TV where one could paint it so way? one way and the other the other way and what do you find the difference i don't know if you practice law when you, uh, or exactly what law you did practice but when it comes to beyond a reasonable doubt versus some someone from the outside looking in and the public convicting someone yeah i i don't know much about those cases i remember vaguely what they refer to and i didn't practice law i mean i worked in law school at different um clerks you know different different judges and for the attorney general and i saw i worked in criminal court and saw a lot of cases but um, but I can't give you anything that is more than you probably realize. Like, you know, lawyers do a good job. They take the evidence and they spin it one way or the other. It's actually kind of the same theme we're talking about with the meaning of symbols. It's like people, you take some evidence and you read it one way or another. And, you know, the way you present it, the way you edit in, when you're editing a documentary or, or a miniseries or whatever, it, it's gonna, it, can be, it makes a big difference. 
Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, if you don't know the details, uh, this is this is not the forum to really get into the details. Right. But there's well, some crazy. Don't worry. We'll there are some crazy, crazy facts that that I did not realize that just were not uh, admissible, and it's just like mind blowing that this guy's rotting on on death row for for some stuff that that that, that is just. Right. Uh, Okay. All right. Talk right. so so the games. We'll go to the games. All right. So we got Thursday night. We got the Bears plus seven at Packers. Have you read my article yet, or have you just looked at? Uh, have you not yet? No, I ha- I did read it. Um, by the way, leave that in. It's fine. It's just it, people should watch that. It's no joke. People should watch that. And make form their own opinions. Um, I um I I did read it after I sent you my picks. Um, I like the the Packers on a short week. They're gonna. The Bears are, are definitely a, an interesting team that aren't a doormat whatsoever. But short week in Lambeau. Give me the Packers, and I'm totally down to use them once again for in a Thursday night game for our Super Contest. Yeah, the Packers are no-brainer. One of my best bets. I mean, Mike Glennon going into Green Bay in a short week. Sign me up. Okay, cool. Okay. Next one. London game, Saints minus 2.5 uh, against the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins were so terrible last week. I remember I kept saying, in your heart of hearts, do you want the Dolphins or the Jets? I was trying to get you to switch. I mean, obviously the Jets killed them, but I'm going to take the Dolphins. I just think this should be a pick em. You know, the Saints bounce back. The Dolphins had a bad game, but I don't want to get too uh, swayed by recency bias. I think these teams are in the ballpark of being equal, and I just don't see why the Saints are favored. Yeah, well, I might have been right about the Jets, but I was definitely on board for us to use the Saints. I'm sorry, use the Panthers against the Saints, and that was just embarrassing. Oh, my Cam Newton shares. I thought he was going to bounce back in a big way. So I've already uh, done a seven-point teaser with the Packers down to EE uh, Pickham. And rolling the the Dolphins up to ten, so uh, I, I'm definitely on board to to take the points here. Uh, you know, these two teams have the the two worst YPAs in the NFL. I did not know that. Um, the Saints do. Yeah, they're both nine point four. Should be total shootout. In oh, field. against oh, oh the defense. Yep. Okay, against. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. Yes. The thing that's crazy though, that Jeff pointed out on the show today, is that the Dolphins they skipped week one, which was supposed to be oh like they're a traveling game. like crazy, right? right? Yeah, they went say. to San Diego. And then yeah. they went to New York. Yes. And now they're going to <laughs> London, and they haven't been home yet. Right. That's yeah. That's not ideal. But I'm I'm with you. I'm taking you're taking the Dolphins, all right? Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. But I don't love it. Right. All right. Panthers plus nine at Patriots. I'm own six combined on these two teams. Like I <laughs> like I just cannot get these teams right. I sh- the Panthers should have covered against the Bills if Cam doesn't overthrow Christian McCaffrey from like two feet away, but. It is what it is. I, I laid the wood here. I, I just feel like I'm not really sure who the Patriots are. Like the, their D kind of sucks, but Cam is so bad, and the Patriots are at home, and I think they'll score points, even though the Panthers' defense seems decent. So it's only nine. I, I said 31-17 Patriots. I took the Pats as well. Riverboat Ron. I'm calling Riverboat Con at this from now moving forward after I call him Penny Slot Ron. You know he's just yeah. such a coward. Just such a coward, man. Just, just embarrassing decisions last week. So, um, a couple things I want to I want to bring you uh, as I aforementioned the Twitter uh, back, back, uh, back and forth. Some guy gave me a hard time for ranking. He's like, "Why did you rank New England D number one last week?" First of all, they're the highest priced DFS in most formats. They're thirteen point five point favorites, and. The gunslinger in which he called Deshaun Watson had 4.4 YPA and 5.2 his first two games. So it's like, I guess the Patriots might have just a terrible defense. But the Chiefs have looked pretty good since that week one. But that's just, uh, it's just funny that guy gave me a hard time. After the fact, You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Why did you do that? That was dumb. 
No, it wasn't. We both picked him to cover at 13 half points. <laughs> Clearly, that's the, the, the thing is that's a game script and exactly what you want against a rookie quarterback. I, uh, no okay. rookie quarterback has ever beaten Belichick on the road, by the way. Well, he should have. If Bill O'Brien just goes on fourth and one, it's game over. So I got crap because you know how. No, I, I want to give you a hard time. I just noticed when I was looking at. I don't even read Twitter that much these days, but I looked. Someone gave you a hard time for your Fitz burying Fitzgerald before uh, his his Monday night game, right? No, it wasn't Monday night. I just buried him before the season. I didn't like him. I wrote an article saying I thought right, you know, right, right. I wouldn't draft him. I didn't say he'd be terrible, but I, I said there's a good chance that he's done. And if there's a 40% chance that he's done, I'm not going to pay sticker price for him. You know, that, that means like if I just get you know someone else in that same range who's not 34 years old, I'd rather take him. So he has one huge game, and he did have a huge game. It did look very good. Uh, and this guy's like, you idiot, you know, whatever he said. And I'm like, oh, thanks for telling me after this week. Like, he waits until his one good week. Like, you weren't tweeting me last week about that, were you? You know, why don't we just wait till the end of the season? You just can't pick the one week he goes off. Yeah, or, or predicting it before it happens. Yeah, I know. It's right. very It's funny. just waiting till it happens. Like, oh, like I would have heard from him ever again if Fitzgerald had a terrible year. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. He would have gone out of his way to say, good hey, call. you're right. Good call. I was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Or even if he's terrible from here on in, I won't ever hear from him again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Very right. fresh, but still goes it. All right. Rams, All right next. Rams plus seven at Cowboys. I, this was like a really tough call at first, and the more I thought about it, I like the Rams. I think the Rams might be okay. And I'm not buying the Cowboys D. And the Cowboys offensive line is actually not that good anymore. Super tough one for me. All of Vegas Insider now shows either six or six and a half. So I should make you change my pick on staff picks just based off that key number moving. Because I picked the... Uh... Oh, actually, whoa, that helps me. What am I talking about? What am I talking about? That helps me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys here. Uh, they... Uh, this is a tough one for me. Golf has is, is got to be the most... No, it doesn't player. help you. Uh, we're, we're using plus seven. It hurts you. It, okay, right. Okay, exactly. Sorry. If you're going to edit something, edit that, but you won't because it make me, make me look like an idiot. But anyway, well, no, it opened at nine and a half. No, I'm not going to edit that. Way down. Anything that makes you look dumb, I keep it. Anything that makes me look dumb, I edit. That's my that's my point. So you're right. Um, yeah, so, it, so it's definitely dropped more toward your favor. Goff looks like one of the most uh, improved players in the NFL. What's his YP? 10.1 or something so far this season. But he's faced an easy schedule. And I don't think Dallas's defense is as bad as most have, have thought. So uh, I, I really still expect the Cowboys to be a good team. And Ezekiel to run roughshod. And your boy, Dak. Uh, Dez to do well. So I took the Cowboys, but I like it a lot less than, than the seven. Uh, I took the Rams. I feel pretty good about it. I mean, you know, okay. Dallas. Yeah. Okay. And again, the longer uh, they have a, you know, the extra three days too. Right. All right. I made up this line because people seem to really care whether it's Sam Bradford or Case Eric? Keenum. Yeah. But uh, I don't care that much. I had lines plus three at Vikings. Does that sound about right to you? That sounds perfectly right to me. Yeah. Okay. So even teams, they're at home. Yeah. I took the Vikings. I just think they're better, even with Keenum. But um, who did you? It doesn't matter. We can't even use this game, so let's just let's just skip it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you though. Okay. The, uh, I can't believe that Stephon Diggs went off with Case Keenum throwing the ball like that. The, Diggs might just be like a top five real life receiver. We'll see. But I, the the thing about Keenum is that he played with. Jeff Fisher last year. So like everyone's like, oh yeah, we we can throw out golf stats. It was Jeff Fisher. It doesn't count. But everyone like thinks Case Keenum sucks because right. of how he played last season. But it wasn't his fault. He was in a horrible situation. So maybe he's okay. You know, maybe he's not bad. I don't think Matthew Stafford's broken a five point nine YPA each of his last two games either. So well, don't love that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Titans minus one and a half at Texans. 
I just took the home dog. I mean, the Titans, they might be good, but the Texans got Watt healthy. He started to really look like himself again. Deshaun Watson dealt last week, so I took the points. Yeah, coin flip for me. I took the Titans just because I think they're better, but Houston getting a slight points at home, and maybe Watson continues to improve. So I, I really would stay away from this game at all costs, frankly. But I, I, I went against you when I took the Titans. Okay. Jaguars minus three and a half at Jets. This to me was really a coin flip. I I really did not want to take the Jets, but I did because it just seems like the, I don't know, just to, just fade the Jaguars after that ridiculously good win, laying points on the run. I have the Jaguars winning, but just a 16-13. The Jaguars have allowed the fewest yards per attempt, 4.9. The next highest is 5.4, a full half yard, which may not seem that much, but no, that it's is a lot. It's a lot. It's a ton, and it's a, and the lowest pass rate in the NFL. But I'm with you. I held my nose. I don't think they're nearly this good. And, the, you know, the Jets could be they're, – they're not laying down. Everyone thought they were just going to totally just, you know, punt the season. They're clearly not. And uh, their defense uh, – they, they, they'll, they'll create turnovers. Portals is due for some. So I took – especially since it's more than a field goal. You're giving us, right? Three and a half? Yeah, three and a half. Yep. Yeah, I took the Jets as well. Yeah, and I mean look at who Jacksonville's played. They played Tom Savage for a half, right? Yeah. The play was barbaric. And then – in, and then they just played uh, the Ravens, who were just terribly, terrible offensively. Now, I know the Jaguars probably had something to do with that. But the only decent team they played was uh, the Titans, and they got blown out. I mean, there's a lot of fluky, weird stuff. Bortles played terrible. But Mariota didn't really have to do a whole lot in that game. So, it's, right. you know, I don't know how earned that 4.9 is. Yep, agreed. Okay. And who's, who's going to be on the Jets after last week? I mean, well, I guess the Jets made an upset too. But, I mean, I guess if anyone who woke up and watched the, the standalone game had, yeah. to, become a, had right. to come away impressed with Jacksonville. And no one's really moved the needle on the Jets yet, right? Just, they're just like <laughs> Miami sucks is what people think. Nobody's going to think, oh, the Jets are good. Bengals minus three at the Browns. I just think Cincinnati's going to roll. They're 0-3. They're not a bad team. They went into Green Bay and probably should have won. They've just, you know, Joe Mixon's going to be good. Andy Dalton's going to play better. A.J. Green is a monster. They're just going to go in and crush. So I lay the wood. So this is the one game when I read your write-up that I was like, you know what? I could let him talk me into using this in Las Vegas uh, contests, e- even though I picked the Browns. I thought this Browns would be so contrarian, but eh, since he's since he's not going to lose again. So uh, you could talk me into this one, to be honest. All right. That's always dangerous. But, well, we'll, we'll, we'll circle it. I mean, I have the Bengals hey, rolling. Okay. It doesn't mean they will. The Browns, Kaiser had a lot of drops against him. He, he played better, I guess, than the So Spencer. many. Crazy amount of drops. And then, you know, and then, I don't know. I just don't think the Browns' D is any good. I think the Bengals will score a lot of points. And Kaiser's okay, but I don't think, I think the Bengals are going to win. Sometimes, you know, those teams scrap and stay around. But it's only three. You know, they're only laying three. It's not like they have to win yeah. by seven. Yeah. All right. So here's my, probably my best bet. I got to write up the staff pick. Stopa was so late in getting his, uh, his picks, and he finally did. Steelers minus three at Ravens. I love the Ravens. I just think you buy them off that disastrous performance, you get to fade the Steelers on the road where they never do well. I mean, last week we took the Bears, and, like, they beat the Bears. I mean, the Bears won outright because the Steelers are so bad on the road. This is a divisional game, which is even better. Like, I just think, like, it's, it's even tougher. I just I love the Ravens here. Yeah, me too. We'll use it for sure. I'm okay. on board. Um, 
there's a there's some concern as far as a lot of most teams in the past have elected to to choose to have their buy after the London game, and right. neither of these teams did this year. But still, I'm with you. At this point, there's or maybe I shouldn't even say at this point. At, at uh, a year ago, we should have accepted the fact that Roethlisberger is a different quarterback on the road, and it's just the same. And we're buying low here, so uh, for sure, we'll use them as one of our picks. Yeah, I mean, one of these days he's going to go for 404 touchdowns on the road. Maybe, maybe he'll retire before that happens. But you know, until that happens, I'm going to just keep hitting that every time. It just right. seems like, and, and they don't seem to dock them for it. Like the Steelers were laying seven and a half last week in Chicago. They're laying three against the Ravens, who before last week everyone thought was really good defensively. So it's like they don't seem to penalize the Steelers for their home road splits. Oh no, this this spread. I, I'm, I'm a. a uh, this spread should be Baltimore minus three, right? Yeah, of course. It's 50-50. Yep. Totally. Totally. All right. Bills plus eight of Falcons. This one, I really was a coin toss, but I, I took the Bills to lose by seven. Yeah. that's I, So I use the Bills, but you got me all discombobulated with the, with the whole Survivor thing. So um, I took the Bills, too. But yeah, I just I thread mean, the needle, man. Before that Thursday night, I just tweeted as a joke. I said, real man takes the Rams and Survivor, but Niners the cover. Because, you know, you got to thread such a tight needle. The line is two and a half. And, like, it did thread, right? Because they won by and two. it worked. Yeah, but, it worked. And, you know, you got to thread the needle. Don't, don't feel like you have to change your spread pick just to comport with your survivor pick. I really like going Tyrod Taylor naked in DFS. I'll just say that. Your personal life or in DFS? You said you made the same joke last week. I did. So if, <laughs> if I'm using DFS terms, you know, it, it, it works. So go uh, ahead. Go uh, ahead. Right. Next one. I think I made Which it on the radio, though. You ruined it for all the people on the podcast. All right. Giants plus three at Bucks. I don't know. It seems like the Giants woke up. Finally. Actually, Charles Clay is a good cheap DFS play too. But uh, the Giants are always the best time to bet on them is when everyone hates them and when they're underdogs. Right, which I didn't do last week, and neither did you. But uh, what about now? Getting three at Tampa. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I have the Giants. I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous because it's one of those games where you, th- you know, if you think the Giants are turning it around, that's when they don't. It was last week was really the perfect time to strike because it was like Philly's D is good yeah. and they're going to get destroyed. And they did for two and a oh, half They quarters. were shut out entering the fourth quarter. Although, although they should have had that Shepard touchdown and then they ran into the teeth of the defense on fourth and goal before the half. Like, there was a lot of stupid shit there. All right. Yeah, was- rookie, rookie uh, what was it, first game ever by a kicker and he kicked a 61-yarder. Yeah, the ball's juiced, man. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's no way. Like, 61 yards used to be, like, the all-time record almost. Have so, you seen the uh, footage on the sideline with Carson Wentz saying I'll yeah, give I him did, my I game did. check? That's pretty funny. They apparently didn't. He, they ended up donating to charity. Elliot did not take the money. Oh, but that's bullshit. It, is, it yeah. is pretty funny. That's, that's right. horrible. Eagles plus one at Chargers. Who do you have here? Well, I mean, <laughs> I got to go back to the well. I mean, I'm just going to pick the Chargers every week blindly from, from here on out pretty much. They just prove me wrong every week. So give me the Chargers. I got the Chargers too, but I'm seriously concerned about the morale of being a home team that nobody likes. You know, it's like a home team in a stadium where they don't like you, they don't want you, you don't have a crowd on your side. It's really, it's bad. Like, they, it, it's like there is no, I mean, the Eagles have to travel, so I guess there's that, but it, it is a really, it is something you must take into account that they do not have a home crowd. It really is. I get it. Um, and they just, gosh, I thought, I really thought they're going to be far better this season. And uh, Rivers has thrown so many interceptions. It's, 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 I forget the exact amount, but it's, it's absurd over his last 15 games or something. 
And he's a good player with a high YPA and, and a lot of good weapons. But yeah, at some point you just have to say this team is either cursed or it's something to do with what you're saying, lack of home field advantage. They're not any good, but I don't see them as an 0-4 type team. But I, what does that matter? They've already lost the first three. So that really that doesn't matter. So um but I'm still going going back to the well with them. Yeah, I took him too. All right, Niners plus seven at Cardinals. I mean, this would be one of my five. Like, I just think seven <laughs> after ten days off, good coach. The Niners showed up. They almost won in Seattle. You know, the Carolina game, they got crushed. And then they almost won against the Rams in a really, really good game. I mean, who are the Cardinals? The Cardinals are just average at best. And the Niners are getting seven off the rest. Man, I just think this is like a layup. Ah, I mean, I get. All right, if you want to fight that hard, you that's took you took the Cardinals. I did, wow. but I didn't use them as my best bet or anything. But um, that's contrarian I, to me. That's like huge contrarian. Like you think that the Cardinals deserve to lay seven? Palmer has actually not been that bad, and and he's dropping some dimes, and his arm strength looks okay. And I feel like Arrington is gonna be okay. And the Niners, uh, I got it. I got gotcha. you. If you really want to fight for it, that's fine. I'm not fighting for it. I'm just, I'm, you're the Niners guy. I mean, you know the Niners. It just seems like this game will be a fight. Yeah, it might be. Arizona actually has not been that great defensively so far. They've actually been on par with the Niners. Um, okay, all right. I, I'm very indifferent on this game. Let's put it that the, way. The Cardinals lost at home to Dallas, and they got like, Five point something YPA, like not a good YPA. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, Brian Hoare really worries me at this point. But Hyde's playing so well, by the way. I must give you credit for that, right? But but what if Garcon's is completely shut down by Peterson? They have no other options. But yeah, they did like what's his name, Trent Taylor's making some plays, and you know, no uh, coaching, no coaching. No, you're right. I hear you. Okay. Anyway, I, we'll, we'll, we can go back. Okay, Raiders plus three at Broncos. This is like my hardest one because talk about a correction. I mean, the Raiders are like the team that all the sabermetric people hate, all the, all the squares love, and they cover every week. And you are such a square. You finally <laughs> got on board with the Raiders, and they don't even show up. I mean, you that was so funny. We talked about that, how the day you switched was the day they wouldn't cover. And they didn't just not cover. They were like laughing at you. Yep. And look at Derek Carr's YPA. It was hilarious. And – now we're talking about my last week's best bet, too, Denver. They didn't cover. I'm 0-3 in my best bet, so do not listen to me this year in anything in fantasy or picks. It's just been kind of a disaster. But um, I think I picked the Broncos again as my best bet this week. And I want to look at what the, the, you know, the Super Contest spread is because right now, part of the reason I sent you that, you, you, you might have used minus three, but Vegas Insider's all down to minus two and a half. So... I know that's buying, you know, whatever. But it's buying low in both. They both looked bad last week. So I think the Broncos at home, what, why not? They're not well, going to win okay, by Well, two and a half is different than three. I mean, I, I had right. three. I wanted it to be two and a half because I wanted to take the Broncos. But I, the majority of the lines on Vegas Insider when I wrote this up was were three. So I had to use three. And then once it was the full three, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the Raiders. I, I, I'm going to be the sucker and take them. Yeah, what's the difference? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I would I would have gone the other way. But um, all right. So you have the Broncos. I have the Raiders. Yeah, but let's look at this one. This is one I, I say we look at in, in two hours from now. Look at it. What do you mean look at it? The, the contest line. 
Oh, okay. You want to use the Broncos if it's two and a half? What? You, you're not on board. Eh, I have the Raiders okay. winning. Right. Okay. I mean, okay. Okay. We, right. we could move on. I mean, whatever. If you want to fight for it, I'll give it to you. No, that's fine. Move on. No, I'm, right. I'm terrible. I'm kind of at thinking that. the opposite of what you want, though. Is it really a good strategy. But let, let's keep going. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, like you've been so good. Okay. I've right. been awesome. If, if it weren't, we'd be like instead of being six and nine, we'd be like five and three. If we're or weren't for you. Um, okay, so oh, a, a totally different amount of games, even too. I like that. No, we'd be five and three, and you're like one and six. Oh, yeah. Calm down. Okay. okay, what's the Sunday night game? What do you it's think? Colts plus thirteen at Seahawks. I was gonna take the Colts, but then I just, I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> it, like the Colts seemed like because because Brissett played well, and the Colts seemed to have shown up. Like their D isn't the doormat after the Rams game. Their D has kind of played a little bit better, but. I decided the Seahawks were going to kill them, and that was a recency bias. Like, don't get sucked into, like, what you just saw last week. Take the Seahawks at home. So I did. Yeah, we just saw, again, the Niners uh, play them very closely. But um, I'm with you. They're, they're, uh, what do you I don't know if, if this is me being anecdotal, but night games at home for Seattle over the past five years have been especially brutal. So, um, yeah, they're my favorite fantasy defense, obviously, and uh, I, I laid the wood. Okay, so we could we could consider that. I mean, I, I didn't. To me, it was like a weird coin flip. It was a weird like switch of what I thought. You know, you know when you like are leaning one way, and the last minute you switch it, and then you feel like that's your best bet afterward because it feels so good to switch it. That was one of those. After picking every game every week for the past ten years, yes, I do know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, right. Maybe. It's just like you're like, yeah, I'm going this way, and then the last minute you switch, and you realize, ah, thank God. And then you're like, oh, really confident about right. it. Right. Yeah. You like avoided a trap somehow. Like, yes, right. I figured it out. I haven't tracked my record on those, but at least you feel good when you pick them. All right. right. Uh, Redskins plus seven at Chiefs. I don't feel strongly about this, but I took the Redskins. Where did I go? Oh, I took the Chiefs, and I feel like that's a sucker bet because they just looks so good. One of the only two undefeated teams in the NFL. But everyone loved how Washington looked watching them in prime time. So uh, I don't like this game whatsoever. I, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I mean, how good is how good is Kareem Hunt? Let's go over this. Kareem Hunt, number one fantasy player. Tariq Hill, way better than you thought. Keeps getting the ball fed, and the defense remains good. And who's good in Washington? Name one player. Yeah, well, Washington. But here's the thing about Washington: they have, at least on paper, the capacity to have a good offense. Right? Cousins has been very good sure. at times. Pryor sure. is a physical freak. Crowder is a really competent receiver. Doxson made a really big play and looked good on that on that big uh, that long touchdown catch. You know, they have the weapons. Jordan Reed, I don't know if he's playing, but if he is, he's obviously unstoppable. On the Chris rear- Thompson, the best third down back ever for right. three weeks. Chris Thompson's been great. So they, they have weapons. Uh, and then the D shut down the Raiders in a way that I, you couldn't shut down a team. But the 85 Bears never shut down a team more than the Redskins shut down the Raiders. Like, that was – they did nothing. They had, like, 150 total yards, and, like, 80 of those were on the last garbage time drive. So – you know, maybe the Redskins D is, I'm not going to say that, you know, it's one game, but, like, they're obviously not a doormat. And the Chiefs, usually when a team plays as well as the Chiefs, it's, you know, you got to regress them. They're just not that good. They're probably a good team, but they're, they're probably just a little bit better than we thought. They're probably not, wow, they're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. That's unlikely, especially with Eric Berry out for the year, who's like a, you know, defensive player of the year level player. So seven points seems like too much. All right. That's. I mean, I was. That was absolutely one of the the last three games that I that I had a hard time coming up with. So. All right. So let's uh, 
Let's get our five. We're definitely taking the Packers. Definitely taking the Ravens. Definitely taking the Ravens. And then... But I have three question marks. Bills, Jets, and Seahawks. What about the Bengals? You can talk... Fine. Talk me into them. Okay, That's Bengals. Fine. I really don't care. I mean, I'll I, do the I Seahawks. Really... I'll do the Seahawks. Okay. Bengals. I mean, the Bills to me was a coin flip. I mean, if you really want it, that's fine. But no, I don't really want. No, you want to go Jets? That's super contrarian, right? Ugh, the Jets. It was funny. I think like oh, no, I don't want to take the Jets. It's too risky. The idea of like oh, which pick is riskier than the other? They're all equally risky. It's all you're all just fifty-fifty. The Jets are too risky. All right, I would take the Rams over the Jets. You really want the Jets? No, I mean I would like to look and see if they get three and a half. I would like that. Well, so we can we can wait. We don't have to make a no, decision. No, we do on the pod. We, okay. I mean, we have to uh, make a preliminary on the pod. If you really need to change it, we can. The Rams. The Rams are. I would take the Niners, but you, if you're a real man, you'll step up and take the Broncos. I hate the Broncos, but if you want to do it, you own it. And if it's wrong, you're wrong, and you screwed up our picks for the week. Okay, if that's less than than three, we're doing the Broncos. Guaranteed. You don't want the Niners. No, I don't want the Niners. They're going to get boat raced. All right. I really don't like the Broncos. But, you know, it's 50-50. If you're man enough to step up for the Broncos, if it's two and a half, I'll give it to you. Okay. Done and done. And I will, I will own it next week when I lose. Okay. Own it, you know what owning it means when you're on a podcast with me, right? You, you understand the level to which you'll have to own it. The, the amount of abuse you've already uh, given to me, it, it's all, I'm immune to this shit. Let's... I know. You're, you're like a lizard. Okay. Here, let me just say one other thing. Not football-related. So, friends and family, right? You and I have that $200 bet that you're going to Oh, wait, God. Wait, 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 wait. It's funny. This is it's two parts to this. So, one is, so you're in third place now. Knock on wood. Hopefully, you don't win. So, I'm only have to give you 200 You lost 100 back to me for the Darvish-Kluber bet, but we'll work out all There's another one you lost to. I'm going to owe you very little money. But, so there's that, okay? But the other thing is I bet Pinau 50 bucks on that league, and it was 100 if somebody wins. So I'd have to give him 100 instead of 50. But Rudy is now in first place. So if Rudy wins, I give him 50, you 200, and then I get like 180 back or 160 back from you because I have other you bets. You could have been down way more. Oh, I, so worst case, you won that league. Second worst case, Pinau won that league. If and we're Rudy talking that, me and Pinau were neck and neck when first and second uh, as little as uh, five days ago. Right. And, and like three weeks ago, you were way out in first. So I was like, ugh, the worst case scenario. So, anyway, we'll see. I don't want to jinx myself, but it's pretty funny. Like, I'm really rooting for Rudy. I'm not at the point where I'm looking who he has and, like, rooting for those players, but I'm almost at that point. Yeah, no. It, it, I, I admit, yeah, no, now I'm, like, somehow 10 points down when I was up uh, 10 days ago. But I like Rudy a lot, so good for him. So, yeah. anyway, but, yes, this is, this is all true. All right, just recap who we're taking. We're taking Broncos if it's available. We're taking Seahawks. We're taking Ravens. We're taking Bengals. And we are taking the Packers. Packers. For the third straight time, I'm making my poor guy uh, go Thursday. Yeah, he needs to earn his earn his commission. So yeah, well, no, he's going to get a big ten percent of our winnings because we're going to yeah. be like, you know what, guys, you suck. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> it might be as soon as right now when he says that. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, well, come on, dude. Two and three, either two and three or five and zero. Oh. There's the only two options. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree, man. All right, let's right, take it easy. All right, later. All right, later.